0: Welcome friends to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Sometimes things gotta get a little toxic to get nuclear, but one thing that isn't toxic is hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also I've set up a channel membership, just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our story of the days by From Nowhere World, Insult me in front of my staff? Say goodbye to your family's political career. Note one, names, characters, and places are changed for privacy reasons. Note two, this is a revenge story of my father, not mine, and was told to me by my dad's friend, Rob. Note three, this story took place in the late 1990s to early 2000s. Note four, I'll be using US dollars instead of my country's currency, which is way lower than USD. Background, I live in an economically developing nation used to be heavily dependent on agriculture produce for economic activity. My grandfather was a farmer and he wanted his children to get educated and get a government job, so my dad got his masters from the only university we had in our region. Since most people study from the same university and get government jobs, everyone in government offices knew one another in some way or the other. My dad was offered the position of officer in charge of our home state for the agriculture department and had around 40 people working under him. His task was to take care of agriculture and its related activities and acted as advisor to the local farming community via local newspapers. During the 1980s and early 1990s, our country had long droughts and famines. The then government decided to create two different government agencies to take care of food security. One agency will take care of buying and storing food grains and another agency was tasked to enable building the infrastructure for food security. Dad was attached to the agency which was tasked with infrastructure. His agency's job was to give grants for anyone building infrastructure for food security. His duty was given the task of providing grants to anyone who's building warehouses for storing food. His job was to review the entire warehouse from planning to construction that can store food and provide a third of the project cost as a grant and subsidy to people who build it. This was the time when my country was doing all the stuff on paper. No computers, only typewriters, and government offices, and no cell phone. Your options were limited to a fixed telephone line and fax or copying machines, which were mind-blowing technology for my dad, which were new to government offices. My dad used to do tons of paperwork in the office, reading through stuff, adding remarks, writing stuff... Add to that, you had postal service that took somewhere between 7 to 10 days to have your mail delivered to the nearest town or city. Yeah, those were the times my dad lived. The story. In the late 1990s, my dad was doing his work at his office, when a commotion at the office entrance gets my dad's attention. He sees from the office window where 10 expensive cars are parked, and a group of thugs holding the collar security personnel while warning them with long sticks and knives. My country didn't have armed security for government buildings back then. Security folks usually had small sticks. There were several unauthorized people who were entering the building. You see, people were not allowed inside any government office unless they state the purpose to the officer in charge and the officer permits the security to allow them. Suddenly, Bill and his men walk into my dad's office, pushing my dad's staff away. Bill introduces himself and mentions that he's the brother-in-law of Jack, the senator from our region, and calls himself one of the most powerful people in the region. He sits in my dad's chair and then drinks coffee and eats the cookies that were ordered from my dad which were kept on his desk. Bill informs the men to go easy on my dad's staff as they start to drink coffee and eat cookies that were meant for the employees. Bill tells my dad that he's there to discuss availing the grant the government provides to a project that he was planning. My dad at times is submissive to people in the position of power, as he's seen the consequences firsthand, as some of his friends lost jobs or lives standing against powerful people. So, dad asks for details of the project Bill was planning, and asks him to send over the project proposal and an official request for the grant to him for reviewing and informed Bill that the grant cannot be processed until the project is completed. Bill gets angry that any proposal for the project is enough to qualify for a grant and should be paid up front for the project construction. My dad tells him how grants work, and the project should be completed in order to qualify for the grant. Bill, pissed by this point, yells at my dad and his office staff about how government officials were educated morons running the country into a grave. Bill takes all the necessary forms and applications from my dad and leaves the office furiously. Since no incidents happened, my dad didn't bother much about the incident. A few weeks go by and my dad receives a huge set of documents via the postal service, and you might have guessed it, those documents were related to Bill's project. Going through those documents, my dad identifies that they came from Dave, a consultant who was doing the work on behalf of Bill and the documents further reveal that the warehouse proposed in the region was big enough to hold enough food grains to feed a population equivalent for two states for an entire year. The proposed project would cost them $1.5 billion, and once completed it would cost the government $300 million in grants. This was a huge amount for Dad to handle. Till that time, the largest project he ever reviewed, for providing government grants, was 50 grand. That's total project cost, not the grant. Building such infrastructure would mean that any other warehouse existing or to be built in the region would be rendered useless. He quickly called his boss, asking him what he was supposed to do. His boss quickly looks at the rules and tells my dad that, since there was no upper limit on the size of warehouse or project cost, the only thing they could do was to review and process the application, and if everything checks out, they might end up with $300 million in grant money. Since his boss okayed processing the application, my dad further reviewed the project proposal to identify that the warehouse was specifically designed for industrial use and not for storing food grains. Dad was confused, so he gives a call to Dave. Dave informs my dad that he was hired to plan for a warehouse for industrial, and there might be some confusion over the details and Dave promises that he would fix it and not reject the application based on those terms. Unsure of the details, he decides to process the application and sends a note to Dave that the government would be reviewing the application and once the project's completed, he should be informed about project completion and my dad would visit the premises and give final approval after reviewing and it would take another 3-6 to months time to get grant money as a check from the government after the review process is done. Two years go by, Dave comes to my dad's office in an expensive luxury SUV and dares the security personnel to stop him if they want to keep their job. Dave then rushes to my dad's cabin and asks my dad if he was available on that day to visit the premises and give final approval for the project. Unsure who Dave was, he asks for clarification and why he would need to do approval today. Dad also informs Dave that there's a lot of documentation work that he needs to prepare before visiting the warehouse to give final approval that would take at least two days for my dad. Dave tries to reason with my dad that he came from a far off city and he couldn't stay for long to get this completed. My dad again tells Dave that two days is the minimum it would take to get documentation ready. Dave now angrily informs my dad that he represents Bill and Jack and the warehouse needs to be inspected today or he'll lose his job. Dad wasn't buying it, told him again, two days or forget it. Dave leaves the office warning my dad that he'll face consequences. Dad calls his boss, informing him what had happened, and the boss tells my dad to take priority and inspect the warehouse at the earliest. Two days later, my dad visits the warehouse and, to his surprise, he sees Dave on location. The first thing my dad noticed about the warehouse was it was not built for food grains, or any agricultural produce for that matter. It was built for industrial purposes. Dave gives my dad a tour of the entire warehouse, explaining to him how state of the art it was for the time. My dad takes note of every detail of the warehouse and informs Dave that the grant can't be approved due to the fact that the warehouse was not constructed with storing agricultural produce in mind and no one with a sound mind would overlook that fact to approve the grant. Dave starts yelling and accusing my father that he was looking for a bribe by withholding their grant, and that my dad would only approve the grant once he gets paid off. Bill and Jack are being targeted for making money off them, none of that was true about my dad. He was an honest man his entire life. My dad leaves the warehouse unsure of what he could do to get out of this situation. The next thing my dad was super confused about is why Bill had built an industrial warehouse in the middle of nowhere and only the major activity in the region was farming. So he decides to call up Rob and asks him a few questions about how Rob's government agency constructing and building permits has provided. Rob takes a couple of days to identify some horrific realities. First, the plans of the warehouse showcase and request permits to be an industrial complex for storing manufacturing goods. Bill bribed his way through Rob's agency and got environmental clearance and other permits without conforming to standards. He was also able to identify a report for building completion that forwarded agency's requests for considering for storing food grains. Last but not least, he was able to find a construction tax bill submitted to the agency stating the construction cost of the warehouse is around 300 million, along with plans of creating an industrial zone for the region that was proposed to the Senate by Jack. This was news to my dad and Rob. They were shocked to know how Bill and Dave were able to inflate the cost of the warehouse, and they had plans to make the region a new industrial zone. My dad calls his boss and informs that Bill's project seems fishy, and he would reject the grant and forward him the documents once done. His boss tries to reason with him. It could be a career-ending move for the both of them. Jack was trying to put pressure from the leader of the agency to have the grant approved. Rob decides to dig around to see if he can get any more information and found the contract paper that was sent to the Food Procurement and Storing Agency, which raised several red flags. First, the contract stated an inflated rent for storing food grains, then rent would be reviewed on a yearly basis based on market rate, and then the contract would make the agency pay for the next 15 years, irrespective of whether the agency stores food or not rob calls my dad with this information now my dad furious to know how bill and jack are planning to rob the government decide to reject the grant for their project a few days later bill turns up at my dad's office along with dave in the same bashing manner he previously did but now even more furious asking my dad why he's not approving the grant for his project and why it's taking so much time Dad tries to calmly reason with him, stating it was not built as per norms so he won't be able to approve. Bill turns red and fuming with anger. He said he can throw around as much money my dad wanted to have his signature on the documents approving the grant. My dad refused and said that it's a crime to bribe an officer. Bill goes on to tell my dad that he lives in a mansion filled with escort girls and can have as many as he likes. Dad refuses again. Bill now threatens my dad. Seeing he could get him out of his job and replace someone else in the same position who could do the job for him. Again, my dad firmly tells Bill that he can do whatever the heck he wants to do, but my dad would not approve the grant. This goes as a shouting match for around 3 hours in front of the entire office staff, but my dad didn't budge. Bill starts swearing to my father, telling him that he's impotent to pass up an offer of having sex with the cheapest escort Bill's has which would cost my dad his entire year's salary to hire such an escort for a day. He also goes on yelling about how my dad's parents might have abandoned him as a child, who refuses to bring fortune to his family. My dad had had enough of Bill at this point and asks Bill to leave his office. In the last attempt to threaten my dad, Bill asks his thugs to take care of him and leaves the office along with Dave. Bill's thugs threaten my dad at knife point, stating he needs to sign those papers, otherwise he would end up dead and a pile of rotten garbage. They also tell him that they'll wait for one month and they expect those papers signed after that. The thugs then go on to ransack the entire office before leaving and also threaten the staff to make sure his boss signs those darn papers approving the grant. My dad calls Rob and informs him of what had happened and asks him to fax all the documents collected so far. With respect to Bill's project and he would be asking for those documents officially. Rob asks my dad what his intention of using these documents and plans were. My dad says, I'm going to take them down and I had enough from them. Rob tells my dad not to do anything crazy in the heat of the moment, but assured that he would send those details to my dad. The same day Rob faxes my dad around 2000 documents. My dad then calls up his boss to inform him that he would be going on a 10 day vacation. By the end of the day, my dad leaves the office with all the documents related to Bill's project and fax documents from Rob and heads home. For the next 10 days, my dad sits at home going through every document, evidence he's gathered with the help of Rob, and drafts his grant rejection letter with lots of details, as he didn't want to leave a chance that anyone who could replace him or higher up above him to reject his comments on the project and approve the grant. After the vacation, he goes back to the office and the staff were surprised to see him and were thinking Bill's men abducted him since he didn't inform anyone about his vacation plans. The same day, my dad asks his assistant to mail the documents to his boss as a confidential report. His assistant takes the documents and heads to the nearest postal office. At the same moment, Bill's men comes to my dad's office to check with him if he had signed the documents or not and he would be in serious trouble if it's not done. My dad lies to them and says that he's approved the grant, and his assistant has just gone to mail those documents to his boss for processing, and would take up to three months for the grant to arrive. My dad also tells them to inform Bill that everything has been taken care of and there's nothing to worry about anymore, so that my dad won't be bothered by Bill or his men any further. A week later, my dad's boss Furiously calls and asks my dad about the grant rejection letter he sent him and how crazy my dad was, which could end up having both of them killed. My dad assures his boss that he's taken care of everything, including Bill and Jack, and there's nothing to worry about. All he has to do is hold on to those documents for a month or so. A month or so later, a local newspaper breaks a story of how Jack was corrupt to the hilt and Bill was a partner in his crimes. The same morning, Bill's arrested from his mansion half naked and totally drunk, along with a lot of escort girls. Bill was charged with corruption, bribery, sex racketeering, money laundering, and murder. Bill's men were also arrested for murder and sentenced for life along with Bill. Jack was arrested for corruption, bribery, intimidation, and abuse of power. Jack made bail but never won the election again, eventually retiring from politics. A decade later, Bill testified against Jack for the crimes they both committed and Jack was sentenced to 15 years in jail. Dave was also charged with bribery, forgery and money laundering. Dave fled the country to escape jail time. No one knows for sure where he is now. The police are still looking for him. No one ever knew how that happened to Bill and Jake, except Rob and my dad. The Revenge You see, my dad took 10 days vacation not just to hide from Bill's men but he was planning to execute his perfect plan for revenge against Bill. He systematically documented every ounce of evidence he had and drafted a comprehensive report against Bill and Jack on how they planned to cheat the government and have the government cough up money for nothing. Remember when he asked his assistant to mail the documents to his boss? He actually had mailed four copies of those documents. One for his boss for rejection of Grant, The second one was to the agency that was planning to store good grain in Bill's warehouse, proposing to blacklist his property for non-compliance with standards. The third and fourth mails were sent as an anonymous tip to a federal agency equivalent of the FBI, let's call it XBI, and to an investigative journalist from a local newspaper. XBI was also informed that a copy was sent to the local newspaper. XBI and the investigative journalist did their own investigation and found that the money put into the warehouse project was Jack's entire stash of money of what he got through bribes, commissions, and favors for doing things while he was in power. This money was then laundered by Bill through a network of entities to fund the warehouse project and cook the books to inflate the project cost to get his money back from the government as a grant in a legal form. The journalist also uncovered some government officials were murdered by Bill and his men for not doing what Bill asked them to do and handed the evidence over to the XBI. It took them a month to investigate and identify all the pieces of the puzzle to nab Bill and Jack. Neither XBI nor the journalist were able to find out who sent those documents to them. My dad's boss took an early retirement and dad became the director of the agency. He worked for a few years and then later eventually retired 15 years after this incident. Rob retired a year later and narrated this entire story to our family at his retirement party. I still see the abandoned warehouse whenever I travel to my hometown from the city where I work. All I can say is it took some seriously massive almonds to stand up to people like that. Not all heroes wear capes and somebody like this that cracked such a big scandal and even when the thought of having a bunch of money go their way was offered, the thought of losing their job and career was on the line, and then ultimately being told their life was on the line, they held on and stuck it through and made sure these people got the downfall they deserved. If you wound up in a situation like that, would you just go along with it, concerned for either your job or your safety? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.